In my opinion, designers are trained to use their imagination to solve problems. Conducting user research and empathizing with users come naturally to them. everyone thanks for tuning into nodes of design to help support our mission spread knowledge we have a very special guest on today's episode let's welcome saurav srivastava who is a seasoned user experience innovation manager design strategist and a mixed method researcher with over 10 years of experience over his length of professional career he had played a key role in over 15 user centric innovation technologies and authored 40 plus peer reviewed research publications and holds 15 plus patents on his name presently saurav is working as a lead researcher for google pay focusing on growth and monetization organization prior to google pay he worked with xerox research center now currently known as cardiant labs in india and he also worked as research scientist in human interaction group and also awarded as innovator under 35 by mit tech review in the year 2015 In this episode Sora had shared great insights on the innovation side of design also focusing on various classifications of the innovation. We also discussed on the innovation project cycle are designers the natural innovators and what are the various practices it takes for a designer to go into the innovation space. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode stay tuned and happy designing everyone. Hi sir, welcome to Nodes of Design. It's pleasure hosting you today on our show. Hey, thanks Tez. So sir, how's your day going? Day is going fine Tez. Uh I'm learning a lot of you know, cooking and uh, some pursuing some creative hobbies right now amid this coronavirus crisis. That's great sir. Thank you so much uh, for joining our mission spread knowledge. So if you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Sure. Hi everyone. My name is Saurabh and I'm a researcher working in Google. I'm based in Bangalore. Prior to Google, I was leading and managing the design and research teams in two esteemed corporate research labs. These are the R&D labs, Xerox Research and IBM Research, both based in India. A large body of my work focuses on creative uses of ICT for development of developing regions and growth markets, mostly underserved populations. Over the length of my professional career, I have authored around 40 peer-reviewed research publications, and I'm holding more than 15 filed or granted patents. I have been named as innovator under 35. Uh, this is the MIT TR 35 under 35 recognition by MIT Tech Review for the year 2015. Yeah, so I'm very happy to be to be part of this initiative. I think really this is a really great initiative. Notes of design. Thank you so much, Sarab. So, what was your journey into design, and how did you start? I would say my journey in design was never planned. It was purely a coincidence. I'm trained as an architect. and i graduated from government college of architecture in lucknow i was all set to start a career in architecture and construction industry then i appeared in seed examination which is for post graduate study in the design schools in india it's just the luck of the draw i got all india rank 2 and managed to secure a seat in interaction design course at industrial design center it bombay i think that was the decisive juncture later when i graduated from it bombay i joined ibm research as a lead for ux design and hci research and later uh, managed a team of hci in xerox research so over the course of the years i developed and enhanced my skill set in hci research innovation strategy especially in the context of de- developing regions thank you so much sora for the brief intro about yourself uh, we are looking forward to have a great chat over the innovation side of design that is the agnostic way of approach to innovation so as you are leading teams in space of innovation what exactly is innovation and what are the various classifications of innovations 
So innovation is sol solving problems in the most efficient and effective manner and creating better methods, products, and solutions that meet new requirements, unarticulated needs, or existing market needs. A holistic innovation process is geared towards management of an idea from generation stage, then refining it and making it more robust, its implementation and testing, and finally, its path to commercialization. David Crosslin, a former technologist at HP in his book, Innovate the Future, a radical new approach to innovation, has very nicely described innovation stages in the framework of a timeline. And another reference that I can provide is being described by Peter Thiel and Blake Master in their book, Zero to One. So they define innovation as a future of progress as a graph. On the y-axis, you have vertical or intensive progress where you do new things. At the macro level, they call it technology. So on the x-axis, you have horizontal progress, essentially copying things that work, term it as globalization. And then the reference to this classification of innovations categories such as incremental, radical, disruptive, is from Harvard Business Review. And there are many more such classifications. So based on whatever I have studied and found in literature, I can summarize there's an incremental innovation, which is step-by-step -step progress in the state-of-art technology in existing market. Systematic upgrade for software that we use today is a good example for that. Globalized innovations is taking the state-of-art technology or the use case in a new market. For example, online shopping innovations in developing countries are primarily inspired from more advanced countries. And then there are radical innovation. This innovation is introducing a new technology in an existing market, such as an iPhone, which transformed the way we thought about mobile phones. And then there are disruptive innovations, which is introducing a new technology, which creates a new market such as refrigerators or personal computers. Thank you so much, Saurav, for explaining us the innovation site and the various nodes and classifications of innovation. So what exactly is agnostic way of innovation and why is it so important? Well, the word agnostic in non-religious context means having a doubtful or non-committal attitude towards something. For innovations, an agnostic approach is an adaptive strategy with a hit and miss thing. So essentially, there are two components for this approach. We do a benchmarking at the starting of a project which helps us to gain and map a clear picture of the existing solutions and the landscape. This in turn enables us to find opportunities and insights that were previously hidden. The second component is potential contiguity. The approach is used in adjacent or even unrelated areas for similar problems and the proximity and association with the AIM solution also helps us to make our innovation implementable. Let's say I want to innovate on how cab allocation can work equally for all the riders. You know, uh, consider a service uh, app-based taxi provider. I'll check the state of the art, look out for stable stakes and differentiators, what has been done so far and what can be done more. And maybe explore a new algorithm for mathematics that solves a traditional cake cutting problem. Simply put, you first take a look at the state of the art, what is happening where, the table stakes and the differentiation. And then you try to figure out what are the approaches or solutions that have been taken in the adjacent areas for similar situations. A perfectionist approach just simply may not work for innovations. It ties you up with paradigms of rigid planning. So in my opinion, the agnostic approach works better for the solutions where we want to solve a problem in a new manner. Thank you so much, Sarah, for explaining us the agnostic way of innovation. So what exactly is innovation project lifecycle then? A holistic innovation lifecycle is geared towards the management of an idea from a generation stage, then refining it and making it more robust. Then we look into the, all the aspects of implementation. We test the solution. And finally, we work on the path to commercialization. Thank you so much, Saurav. So are designers the natural innovators, according to you? Yeah, in my opinion, designers are trained to use their imagination to solve problems, conducting user research and empathizing 
with users come naturally to them. These traits give them good understanding of problem space and making ideas more robust from generation stage to implementation. Additionally, the agility in the user-centered design process complements the agnostic approach. A hit and miss approach leads often to the right direction for innovations. Thank you so much, Sora, for explaining us how designers are the natural innovators. So what are the various types of research methodologies that are there in practice right now? We use a variety of qualitative and quantitative research methods for innovation or new product development as per the need and the stage of the project. We do a lot of foundational research to know the target users, their behaviors and attitudes, and the factors which influence them for a specific problem. Then there's a generative research that helps us to understand and develop a deeper understanding of users in order to find opportunities for solution innovation. Post that, evaluative research can be used to test ideas and understand the reaction of the users. All of this research feeds into new idea exploration, defining product roadmaps, designing and validating the proof of concepts, and evaluating user engagement and usability. Thank you so much, Saurav. So what is your theme of work in the innovation sphere and what are your suggestions to the young creatives on the area that they can focus on building some great innovative solutions? Well, my research work spans across three continents, APAC, Americas, and Africa. A large body of my work focuses on creative use of technology for development of underserved populations in these regions, varying from education systems, payment gateways, healthcare systems, and so and so forth. To young creatives interested in careers in innovation, I would like to give a few suggestions. They should think of future and the problems which may arise. They should develop an understanding of how that world works. Then define a problem area that they like to solve or innovate. They should try to strike the right balance between the ideas and implementation. The ideas may be great, but not implementable. Ideas without execution are worth nothing. They should, fight, they should find great mentors, coaches, and sponsors. Mentors can help them to gain knowledge or new thinking. A coach can help them in personal development and achieving performance improvements. A sponsor will give them opportunities allowing career advancements. So essentially, so all of these pointers would really work for people who are looking into innovation career. And essentially, I think one way is to imagine the future. The other point is to make an implementable solution. And third is to take advice from a lot of people. Thank you so much, Saurabh. So on a concluding part, we would love to recommend you three books to our listeners out there. So I would recommend some of my favorite books, which I finished recently. So first is Zero to One by Peter Thiel and Blake Master. The second one is Factfulness by Hans Rosling. And the most recent one is Predictably Irrational, The Hidden Forces That Shape Our Decisions by Dan Early. Thank you so much, Saurabh. We recently started this point, which is like, what are the three most inspirational people to you to you know, get into this domain of design? Okay, sure. So uh, the first person I'll probably mention over here is Sherlock Holmes. I love the way you know, he can enter into the human mind and then you know solve problems. The other person who inspires me is Shah Rukh Khan because the way I think he's, his humor, the sense of humor that he, he comes up with and he comes from a non-traditional film family and then he made it big. And the third person was Steve Job. I think I really... So the third person I, I like to mention is Steve Job because I really like the fact the way uh, he has done innovations for the world and changed the very mindset of consumers many a times. Thank you so much, Saurav, for joining our Mission Spread Knowledge and uh, contributing your great time with us. We are looking forward to host you again. Hey, thanks, Tej. Thanks for having me here. I had a great time chatting with you. And I think this is a great initiative. I look forward to contribute further next time when we meet.